0: Hello and welcome to episode 117 of Outnumbered the Podcast. We are delighted that you're here to listen today and we're going to teach you all our tips and tricks for helping keep those toddlers busy while you're trying to get stuff done. So we have three parts of this episode, things to do with toddlers, things to distract toddlers while you're working or working with other kids, and then how to take the best advantage of that Quiet time when the toddler is napping or having quiet time. We hope you enjoy this episode and that you find it super useful to deal with those toddlers.
1: Hello and welcome to Outnumbered the Podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Bonnie. We are experienced moms to a combined total of 19 children. In our weekly
0: episodes, we explore relatable topics using our perspectives of humor and chaos.
1: Tune in for advice and encouragement to gain more joy in your parenting journey.
0: Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. We are really really excited for today's episode because we had a listener make a request and this is something that bonnie and i have it's a it's for a problem that both bonnie and i have dealt with and and solved for the most part so the question was how do you keep clingy toddlers busy while you're trying to homeschool or work with your older kids and oh my goodness we are so glad to be answering this question today
1: Yeah, and I think every mother has struggled with this at some point or another, right? And it's not just homeschoolers, or even those who are doing um, distance learning. It's anytime if you happen to work from home, or if you happen to need to mop the floor, or go to the bathroom, or do anything without a toddler attached to you. This is the episode for you. Um, so to start off, we wanted to just give you guys a couple of updates for the podcast. We have a weekly email that is starting to go out and we're super excited about uh, about it because we want to make sure that nobody ever misses an episode and that you get uh, a little notification in your inbox letting you know when we have a new episode and you can see at a glance if it's something that sounds really interesting to you, you can go ahead and listen or bookmark it for later. So be sure to sign up for that. There is a link in all the show notes of any episode you're listening to to click and sign up for that weekly email. Um And then Audrey is going to tell us about a few changes we're making to our Patreon account. You guys, first of all, we have to tell you, our our Patreon patrons
0: are our best friends in the whole world. Because every week we offer free content to anybody in the whole world who wants to listen. And our Patreon followers are the people who... Reach out back to us and say thank you and help support the podcast every week. And so we, Bonnie and I, have been we have been brainstorming some ways how we can give back more to our Patreon followers. So Patreon followers get an extra episode every month, and it's a fun chat. But Bonnie and I wanted to give back more than just us chatting, although that's pretty fun. <laughs> so we've added um, an extra Pat- Patreon level. And we're going to start just throwing everything that we can at these supporters on Patreon. So um, we've added a $10 level. We're going to give these $10 patrons the monthly Patreon episode In video every month. So instead of just listening to Bonnie and I, you guys can see us too. And sometimes we have a kid wander in and out, and Bonnie has that adorable new baby. So there's that. (laughs) And also, it's not just um, seeing us on video, but we have brainstormed a whole bunch of ways that we can give back to our super, super fan supporters on Patreon. And so in we're going to be rolling those things out in the next few months. And we have something really special that you're going to hear about later today in this episode, um, having to do with keeping those toddlers busy. That's just like mind blowing that we're actually giving this to our Patreon followers, but we are. And the final thing that our $10 Patreon supporters are going to get is a discount to each of our shops. So it, when you log into your Patreon account, you're going to see a discount for both the Project Run and Play shop and the Novely shop. And at ten dollars a month, it doesn't take very much to be able to earn that money back. So it, anyway, it's 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 the result of Bonnie and I brainstorming so many ways that we we love our Patreon supporters and and ways that we can give back more.
1: Yes, and we just love having that special club of uh, of friends too to give fun things to. So we're excited. All right. Let's get back
0: to the episode topic on hand. Bonnie and I both have lots of experience managing toddlers while trying to do everything else and specifically managing toddlers while trying to homeschool. So we're going to share our best and favorite
1: ideas and we're going to share some failures too. Yeah, that's right. In fact, I was trying to think, Audrey, how many years have you had a toddler around? I've had one around for about (laughs) 14 years.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I have had a toddler about, um, let's say they're a toddler when they start, you know, when they start moving around. So let's say around one. So that would be about 19 years that I've had a toddler while I'm trying to work with an older child. So yeah, like forever.
1: So we got we got some good combined experience here. Um, what we want to start talking about is, first of all, sometimes we just need to shift our perspective a little bit. When the toddlers are driving us crazy and all we want to do is be productive around the house or with the other kids, um, I wanted to remind you guys of a cute article that I address in episode 68 about teaching the kid, not the lesson. And this article is called The Baby is the Lesson. So you can kind of infer from that title what that article is about, but we'll link it in the show notes. It's a really great place to start if you find yourself constantly beating your he- head against the wall, wishing that there was no toddler to distract you from these other important things to do. Sometimes it just helps to shift that perspective a little bit. But that being said, we got lots of tools for, for making sure that that can happen as well.
0: Yes. So we're going to split this episode into three parts. Number 1, things to do with your toddlers. <laughs> 2, things to distract your toddlers while you're working with others. And then the third part, things to do while the toddler is napping or in quiet time, like the golden time,
1: right? Yeah, that's probably like the one thing we don't have to tell you what to do, <laughs> but maybe we'll give you some additional <laughs> ideas if you you find yourself with a little bit of quiet time and you're like, "Yes, now now what should I do?" you know. Sometimes when when my oldest ones were little and I actually had Quiet at some point during the day. Um, I remember just kind of being paralyzed, like oh, quiet time. What do I do? What do I do? What do I? <laughs> it really helped me to have a list because I'd just run around the house thinking I should take advantage of this time. And then if I didn't, I'd stress out. So, <laughs> okay. So we're going to start with number one: ways to include the toddlers. So that means not, you know, pushing them off to the side to do something else while you work with big kids, but rather having them all be together. So um I like to tell people that a lot of the homeschooling we do is kind of a one-room schoolhouse approach where everybody's doing their own level and we're all working at the same time because it really is almost impossible to have – um a lot of individualized attention with each child, especially in a big family. Um, So circle time is something that we love to do. We have an entire episode on that, and we can link that in the show notes as well. Um, Reading aloud with our kids. So this is something that I always default to when I have a new baby or I'm in like the third trimester and exhausted, is just reading aloud. And you'd be surprised how often you go to read to the younger kids, and even the older kids come – come circle around, right, and want to listen to the picture books that they remember or want to hold a toddler on their lap while they're all reading together. It's really cute. Um, And then I love to give my big kids some fun learning tools for their school, and the toddlers love to play with those as well, like math manipulatives. We have some really fun little blocks and things, and the toddlers are just stacking them while the big kids are actually using them to learn. So uh, really any way that you can incorporate those little ones in helps the big kids have more patience with them and helps those toddlers feel included.
0: Yes, I love reading aloud. And one thing I love reading aloud is reading a book or listening to an audiobook that's too advanced for the youngest kids Mm. that are listening to it. But somehow they still love to be there listening and they're picking up little things and they're building their vocabulary. And yeah, you know, when they're in the room, they're just like a little sponge sopping it all up. (laughs) So um, some things I thought ways that we include the toddlers is memorization. Memorization is a huge part of our homeschool. If you follow us on Instagram every once in a while, I'll throw up a video of my cute little kids saying some poem they've memorized. And it's so adorable. <laughs> but, you know, as young as... Um, as early as they can begin to talk, a toddler can start memorizing poetry, even if it's just one line of poetry. And they love to have everybody congratulate them and clap for them and be so excited that they can, you know, repeat after me some sort of poetry or something. And so that's one way that we definitely include toddlers. Um Another way we include toddlers is in our science time. Again, we have a whole episode on helping kids with science. And when you listen to that, you'll realize that the way we do science around here is mostly exploring life around you. Well, hello, that's like basically the definition of toddlerhood, right? (laughs) (laughs) Being a toddler is just basically one big science experiment, right?
1: (laughs) So toddlers are definitely included. How far will this toothpaste tube squeeze all, all over the floor? It's just so much ex- fun experimentation when you're two and three.
0: <laughs> I know. My husband has the best way of explaining it. When everybody's, the toddler's running around and making everything a mess while we're trying to do things, He's he'll say, oh you know, the toddler is just so curious today. You have to be careful and keep an extra eye on on them. Oh, I love
1: that. Instead of being naughty, they're curious. Yeah. I love that because they are there and that is how they're learning. Okay. And the last way I
0: have um, to include toddlers is just give them a coloring book or coloring page and crayons. And they absolutely love, some of my toddlers absolutely love to sit there and color I have some toddlers that have loved peeling the papers off the crayons more than they love to color, but that also takes up a bunch of time. (laughs) So I don't fight that battle.
1: Yeah, and then when they break them all, you can do some fun melted crayon art. So it all works out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So just to share a little bit of experience uh, that we have in including toddlers, um, the first thing I would say is, chill out a little bit as a parent. As a parent. <laughs> <laughs> Good because is, if there is a toddler involved, it's going to be messy and it's going to um, be loud and it's not going to work out exactly the way you would like. But again, with that shift in perspective, like we were saying um, it's important to realize that everyone learning together is, is awesome. And it doesn't matter if it doesn't look perfect. Um, and, and also to be aware that something, you know, like, like Audrey's saying, you may have had this perfectly planned out coloring book with all these nicely sharpened pencils. And the one thing the kid wants to do is just tear tear the paper off. That's okay. Like they're being occupied. You can do something else. Sometimes we just have to let that stuff go. So that's my, my first tip and experience is just to kind of chill out. Um, and secondly would be to, if you do have bigger kids home, um, like a homeschooling scenario or It's summertime and you're just trying to get something done. Don't be afraid to leave an older child in charge of that toddler and say, hey, it's your responsibility to make sure that they are, you know, sitting here with us being involved, but also that they're not doing something way too curious for example you know what I mean if they happen to wander off bring them back in that can kind of help you stay focused on whatever task you're trying to do Um, and then it gives an older child a little sense of responsibility that oh I need to make sure that he stays here and that he's um, not getting into trouble or getting into danger and I found that that works really good as long as I'm not overly relying on on the big kid I'm still allowing them time to do their own work obviously but um, it's been a really neat experience to see that happen.
0: Yes, Uh, we we use that tip so much too. Um, Even a child as old as six can play with a toddler for a while, Mm -hmm. and that's you know that can be their time. So one thing that we have resorted to do, doing in our morning, um, we have our homeschool kind of um, intensive hours from nine to noon, and so during that time. Usually nine to ten ish is our circle timer. We do everything together that everybody um, has to do together. Well, after that, you have ten to eleven and eleven to twelve. So I happen to have two older kids um, that are able to each take an hour with the toddler, and so they know that you know from ten to eleven or eleven to twelve that's their hour to take care of the baby, and they save schoolwork that they can do while keeping one on one eye on the baby. So read their literature or practice their handwriting or Spanish or you know something they can do, they know to categorize their day and their activities so that um, they, they know that that is their hour to have the baby. Um, and and that's something that's been really helpful so that I can kind of focus and spend the intensive time with the other kids and get them through their um, through their schoolwork without being distracted every five minutes because the toddler's in the Q-tips and is stirring them across the floor again.
1: (laughs) Q-tips are a great toy. That's for sure. Mm, Yeah. Okay. So we're going to move on to section two, which is ways to distract toddlers. So admittedly, there's some overlap between these, these sections. um, But if you really just need that toddler off your lap um, so that you can keep working with somebody else or finishing something around the house, Play-Doh. Great idea. Also, uh, one of those things that you probably want an older children at least supervising a little bit so the one year old's not just eating it, right? <laughs> and then yeah. they can they can give them ideas. Like sometimes it's super cute to see my um, six or seven year old sitting, um, you know, with the rolling pin, like, oh, showing the baby, do this, do this, now let's cut it out. You know, and they're they're the The example to the younger kid, and they love doing that. Um, Playing with blocks, especially we just bought a set of foam blocks, which I've been looking at for a long time. And those are fantastic because they make no noise and they can stack them up Uh, and knock them down as many times as they want. And it just doesn't disturb anybody else. Yeah, Uh, Puzzles, especially those easy um, wooden ones where you're not actually putting anything together. You're just dropping the shape in the slot. Perfect for younger toddlers. Finger puppets are super super fun, especially with a, a sibling helping out. Um, we love magnet boards, especially those ones that have uh, like the um, tangrams, is that what they're called? The little yeah. shapes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are creating something super unique. Oh, look, mom, look at my elephant, etc. cetera. Um, snap beads are another really fun one. They make a mess, but, you know, what doesn't with a toddler? And mm, yeah. then uh, magnet tiles are another really fun toy. Those are just those magnetic cl- um thin magnetic blocks that you can build big towers with. And my kids of all ages love those. Those really, really keep a toddler busy for a long time.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. We love all those things too. Although I don't have any snap beats, so I might have to look into that. (laughs) Um, Some things that we use are sensory boxes where you put some sort of manipulative in the bottom, whether it's flour or rice or beans or coffee grounds, and then you put in other, you know, scoops or toys or whatever. And yes, sensory boxes can be messy, but you can also set them in the dry bathtub with the sensory box Oh, smart! and then you just wash it down the tub or Mm. you can have them play outside or you can just... Um, acknowledge that you're going to vacuum and, and a toddler pretty young can be taught that the sensory box items stay in the sensory box or the sensory box gets taken away. I mean, they can learn that pretty, pretty quickly. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm Coloring is something that my toddlers pretty much love across the board. Um, A felt board is really fun because you can do different stories and trade out which story they have. And it kind of sticks without them having to fit it in exactly. You know, anywhere they throw it on the board, it kind of sticks. I made a sequin board for my kids and oh, wow. Actually, I have a DIY for that on my my blog. We can link to it. But my goodness, my kids, okay, and me, play with that thing for hours. It's those flip sequins. And this is (laughs) just... just a big flat board and they just draw you know they'll split it in half okay this is my half and your half and they'll drive their tractors in it and they'll tr- try to write their names and draw all sorts of things that thing takes hours stickers is another fun thing for toddlers not a super lot of cleanup um, required with stickers you know you just throw them away they don't make a best like glue or glitter or as, long as, you, as long as you keep the
1: sticking surfaces uh, limited yeah yeah right <laughs> it's like the stick them all over the place yeah so those are the some things
0: that we love to do to distract toddlers.
1: Yeah, so many great ideas. And yes, a lot of them make it a mess. But, you know, it's kind of a pro and con scenario. Like, is the pro of having them distracted for half an hour worth the mess? And in my opinion, it almost always is. <laughs> yeah okay so a couple of pro tips for distracting toddlers is um make sure you have some variety so an idea is we'd love to have a locked cabinet or even a closet if we can swing it um for school supplies or learning toys basically is what we call them um and to have a couple of different bins of these things so you know maybe on monday you always pull out this one bin and on tuesday you pull out this one you can get very complicated but to keep it simple, to just rotate through some of these things so that kids um, get excited when you pull them back out and you really don't have to, to make it too complicated to get kids excited about stuff. Um, and we love to keep specific toys and like we say, usually these learning toys or manipulatives um, available only during our homeschool time or whatever time you're trying to get them busy. Let's say you've got a 2-year-old who won't nap anymore and you really desperately need that quiet time. Then maybe the magnetiles is what comes out between 1 and 2 in their bedroom and they get to play with them just during that time and they don't get to play with them any other time. So they start to look forward to it and so do you.
0: Yes, that is probably my biggest tip on anything you do with toddlers is Um, If I give them blocks, they get blocks like once or twice a week and then they don't see those blocks again for... A month or six weeks because I have six different sets of blocks that I rotate through and then they never get tired of it. And they're always excited. Oh, hey, we get bristle blocks this week again. Wow. We haven't seen those for two months mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever it is. And exactly. I do exactly the same thing, rotate through them. All right. So you guys, I am so excited to share this next part because um, this is one way that we're giving back to our Patreon followers. OK, so when I had five kids, two of them were toddlers and needed activities to be kept busy while I was homeschooling my older three kids. And the way I described it was that um, the older kids and I would homeschool for three hours in the morning while the youngest two played tornado. And then after lunch, the oldest three and I would spend a couple hours cleaning up the tornado. tornado. (laughs) (laughs) And then we would, you know, go about the rest of our day. Well, I kind of got desperate with the daily tornado situation and I developed an entire activity-based curriculum um, to do with these two toddlers. And I put so much thought and effort into this curriculum that I have used that curriculum with my fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and I will be using it again with my ninth. In fact, he's starting on some of the most easy of the activities. And they, I've never gotten tired of it, and it's it's just jam packed with things to do. Um, it's an alphabet based curriculum, so for every week, you take a letter of the alphabet, and every activity or every. Um, art and craft or every, everything you do that week is based around that letter of the alphabet. And, um, it's just jam packed full. It's actually, there's too much to get through in one week. So it's more like a smorgasbord where you pick and choose, um, what you want to do that week. So you guys were giving this away to our Patreon followers and, and it's, it's really good. I, I actually gave it to Bonnie years ago, didn't I, Bonnie? <laughs> yeah,
1: it is really awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So some some I'm going to talk you guys through the letter B week, um, so you can see just an example of what is in all in this curriculum. My goal with this curriculum to ha- was to have everything ready to go and in one place where it could be used. Just like plug and go. It could just be used right away and it wouldn't have to take that much extra time um, to gather materials and be all ready for these toddlers. So um, I have a complete plan for Letter B Week. So the sensory tub is a bird sensory tub and it's got the list right there of everything you need and how to put it together. There's a recipe for Letter B Blue Play-Doh. There is a little poem that they can memorize that week. It's called Blanket Hog. There are um, notebooking or coloring pages for a bicycle that week for the bleeding heart flower and then there's a a little geography activity for the country Brazil where they color the color in the country Brazil on a world map and they draw a flag and that is one of all of my toddlers have just loved that part the flag drawing because basically it's a square that they color different colors and they're trying to match something. (laughs) Then there's a vocabulary word that you can read them for the week. Um, there's suggestions for calendar time. Um, there is two arts and crafts that are super easy, and all the materials are right there that can be printed out, um, printed off. One of them is a little bear that you make from a paper bag, and the other one is a ballerina that um, gets you get put together, and it's like a little marionette.
1: Cute. <sighs>
0: Um, there's an a sensory activity for the week. And then we talk about there's a recipe for making homemade bubbles, big bubbles. Um, there's suggested activities like a balance beam and balls and bicycles. There's a little math and science activity. The math activity is super fun. You take beans, either jelly beans or dried beans, and they do a little counting activity where they count them and they graph, put them on a little bar graph. Um Let me see what else is in that week. There is a read aloud that they can listen to and it's linked to on the internet where they can listen to the story of Buffalo Bill. There's a coloring book that's linked to, um, it's the black beauty coloring book. And then let me see, scroll down here. What else is in that week? Oh, there's nine book suggestions and there's a link to some really fun, um, music, um, CDs called Beethoven's Wig, so you can listen to some a song or two from Beethoven's Wig, and and everything you need to print out and to have ready to go that week, it's all right there in the curriculum. And that's just the letter B week. There is uh, 25 other weeks
1: <laughs> yeah, and- to go. So. Yep, go ahead. Yeah, and if you're the kind of parent that thinks that sounds overwhelming, you can take a whole month to do a letter. That's kind of more, more my pace. And I love it because there's just so much content. There's always something for your kid to do to keep them entertained. So it's really well done, Audrey.
0: Yeah, I was planning at some point to um, sell this curriculum and it's almost all ready to go for sale, but I just don't have the time and space right now to um, publish this curriculum. So in the meantime, we're just going to give it to
1: our Patreon followers. Yeah. So if you're not signed up, that's something you want to do. (laughs) Super exciting. (laughs) Okay. So on to our third portion of keeping toddlers busy, and that's things to do while they're napping or having quiet time. Um, So like I mentioned earlier, this is probably not something that's going to require as much thought because most of us have a list a mile long of, if this kid would just get off my leg, I would do this or that. But basically it's anything that requires your or another child's full attention. Um, So something that... Well, Audrey will go through some examples, but something that you most definitely do not want a little one hanging on your leg to do. Yeah.
0: You wouldn't realize how long it took me to figure out um, when I had a child struggling with math, not to try to do math with a toddler climbing all mm-hmm. over my shoulders mm-hmm. and wanting a piggyback ride, right? Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So a couple of um, ideas, other things to save during your toddler's napping or quiet time, messy projects or art. Um my kids absolutely love chalk pastels, and I have started putting pictures um, of some of their chalk pastels that they do on our Instagram account. But chalk pastels are a little messy, and it's okay because they're easy to clean up with baby wipes, but it's not okay with a toddler around. So we love – it's kind of like our secret art club, and we do it when the baby's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, another suggestion, kind of obvious, is dangerous science experiments and things that you know require tools or little tiny swallowing size pieces that, you know, those kind of things just save for when the toddler is napping. Great. Totally.
1: Okay. So a few tips for utilizing this time, because like I mentioned, when it happens, it's super precious. You don't want to run around wasting your time. Right. Um, So the first thing, like I mentioned, is I like to have a list of things and whether that's something homeschool related uh, so that you can help another kid. That's great. Also totally okay to be something. Um, selfish. That's just for you. Like maybe that's the time that you read the book you've been looking forward to. Maybe that's the time that you catch up on um, some work or whatever else. Uh, But one of my favorite tips is to put your phone away. So if you are giving another child your undivided attention, obviously that's why that's important. But even when it's something for you, I found myself sitting down for 45 minutes of quiet time and then wasting it all on my phone. And it makes me so mad. I'm like, no, that time was precious. I could to scroll <laughs> through my phone with my toddler on my hip. <laughs> so put that phone away. Make sure your attention is totally undivided for that time so that you, um, you know, use it to the best of your ability. And then like Audrey was saying, make it special for those kids that are still awake. Um, hey, guess what? It's almost time to put so-and-so down for a nap. That means we get to do our pastel or chalk pastels. That means we get to do painting. That means we get to make a snack and I'm going to let you try using some knife skills or whatever else, something else that you have to be, you know, totally present for, but it makes it really exciting for the other kids to have you totally to themselves.
0: Yes. I love those tips.
1: Okay. Some more things, um,
0: for utilizing this nap or this quiet time. Um, reward your toddler for staying in their bedroom. And you know, I don't mean like, oh, you know, here's I'll give you candy if you stay in your bedroom. But I like to look at it like this. So if my toddler stays in their stays in their bed or takes a nice long lap nap, what how I reward them is give them my full attention when they wake up and hugs and snuggles and, oh, I'm so glad to see you. Like that's a reward for a toddler because that's what they really want is attention, right? That's why they're being such brats and climbing all over us when we are trying to work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then um, just accept that there's going to be some days where your toddler's not going to nap or their nap is going to be shorter than usual. And just, you know, don't let it, ruin your whole day, but just save save your energy, save your time, your mental stuff for the next day. And, and you can put it off. Your kid isn't going to get behind by an hour because your toddler's nap was cut an hour short. It's okay. <laughs> and then explain to your older kids how to keep this time special. Like, hey guys, I will couch it in terms like this. Okay guys, I'm going to put so-and-so down for their nap, by the time I get back down here, it usually takes me about 20 minutes to get them to sleep. By the time I get back down here, I'd like you guys to have this room clean and all the art supplies out on the table. And I'll sneak back down here and, and we'll have a whole hour to do art if you guys have this time, if you guys have this room clean. But if I have to come down here and spend 10 minutes cleaning, that's 10 minutes less that we get to do art. So just kind of, you know, like I said before, make it your special non-nap club time. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. And make them super excited for getting things ready. Right. My kids always need some sort of motivation to clean up. That's for sure. Yeah. One final thought for me is that, um, obviously (laughs) it's easy to feel justified in, um, distracting a toddler or making use of nap time when it's to help another child, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with making use for that time for yourself. So I'm a big proponent of that, of making sure that you have time for yourself. And if you do have a crazy day and your toddler doesn't give you the nap or the quiet time that you are searching for, make sure you get some of that time later on in the day. Um, I know there are some moms who do a much better job than I do of being with their children all day, every day, hundred percent of the time, but it has always been a struggle for me. And when I make time for myself, even if it has to be a little bit later in the evening, um, I just communicate that to my husband. Hey, we get a nap time today and I am dying and I need a little break. I'm going on a walk or I'm going to go lock myself in my room for a little bit. And that's kind of a deal that we've had because I know what my limits are and what my sanity, what, what measures need to be taken to preserve my sanity. And, uh, my husband is a good (laughs) helper, but you know, don't be afraid to take that time for you.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I have, um, yeah, Tagged my husband on the way out the door as he comes in. <laughs> saying, Tag your it. it, babe. I really, really need just 20 minutes, please. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, without hearing the word mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so my final thoughts are similar. Um, you guys just hang in there. This, keep in mind that this stage is temporary. Your toddlers won't be toddlers forever. <laughs> Unless you're like Bonnie and I and you keep having toddlers for like <laughs> then you know, you have 20 years. No one years. to blame but yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but it gets easier, doesn't it? Like we were talking about those older kids who help out so much. Totally.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Just keep in mind it's temporary and every day's a new day and give yourself grace and give your toddlers grace and give them an extra squish. They're just wanting attention, the little buggers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, um, yeah. Anyway, just want to remind you again about that super smart curriculum that we're giving to our Patreon followers. You guys, it's it's almost too good to be true. So click the link in our show notes to find that one.
1: Thanks for listening, friends. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe to our email and never miss another episode.
0: Show us some love by leaving a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with a friend. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, give me a second here. I smell something burning, and I've got to text my.
1: Oh shoot! <laughs> uh,
0: can you please check the pot on the stove and make sure that it's not burning? Definitely going to be distracted if the burning smell doesn't stop.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, excuse me. I need to go mm. put my house out of yeah out of out of fire. Put a fire out. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Oh.